Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Good day to you. This is Ann Beal. Have you wondered how to not let your heart be troubled? As the verse says in the Bible, John 14, or how, how not to worry. Do you have anxiety? Well, most people in the world struggle with stress, and that is why the English sisters, my guests today, from Rome, Italy, stay so busy. They are stress specialists and are known as the everyday hypnotherapists because they bring hypnosis and its wonderful benefits into everyday life. Welcome, guys. Are you on the line? Hello, welcome. Hello. Yes, it's lovely to be here. So, Violetta and Jutka. That's Zutka. right. Yes. And you're in Rome this morning? <clears throat> we are just outside Rome in the hills. The so, hills what's the weather Rome. like there today? Well, it was beautiful this morning, but now there's a, it's, it's got a bit tropical here. So, now there's like a thunderstorm brewing. Mm. Now, is that pretty common? It is actually, yes. We do have thunderstorms in the afternoon quite frequently nowadays. So, I mean, the garden really enjoys it. The garden. Well, you know, when people think of London, they often think of rain. You know, it's kind of overcast, the rainy, and they kid around about British people not being the happiest people in the world. But even though you guys live in Rome, you are actually from London. We yeah. are, yeah, and we love London, and we don't think that's true because we think <laughs> Londoners, especially, are very happy people. Well, they are. they're fun anyway. They are fun, yeah. Londoners are very, very, very friendly people as well. So what is the difference between London and Rome that you have found? Well, the weather's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> The weather's nice. I mean, the coffee, (laughs) the food, the pasta, (laughs) the pizza. I mean, there's quite a lot of nice things here in Italy. (laughs) And also Rome. I mean, when you first set eyes on Rome, it's just so ancient. There's so much history that it really does kind of ground you. It really takes you aback and you just think, wow. You know, have civilizations really been on this uh, this earth for such a long time and managed to preserve so much? It's absolutely amazing. It's very, very beautiful. Well, that... That really takes us there. That's what I was hoping you'd do. That in itself is stress-free in in less than three minutes, which is the topic we're going to talk about today, how to be stress-free. Now, your book is stress-free in three minutes. Well, that's one of your books. Absolutely, because we feel that it is really easy to access a stress-free state in a a couple of minutes just by... Mm -hmm. Even just by like telling yourself a story, visualizing somewhere you would like to be, just sort of getting out of your own mind and into a more helpful state of mind. Yeah, that's right. And if you think about it, if you listen to your favorite song, maybe on the radio, that lasts for about three minutes. So three minutes can be rather a long time to change your state of mind. And it's very quickly... It does happen very quickly indeed. So you guys are experts at helping people find that quickly when they're stressed um, or worried or have anxiety. 
Um, and you do this all over the world? We do, we do. We love traveling. We'd love to come to America again. We were in Chicago a few years ago, and that was absolutely fantastic. And yes, we, we, we love, we love the adventure of being able to travel. Mm. But we also love the technology because as today we're speaking to you from Rome, you know, it's just, the technology today is just amazing because you can actually connect with people all over the world from your own office or living room or your own house or anywhere really, internet mm. cafe. So it really is marvelous how we can connect so easily now. I think that's, that truly is a gift. It's a gift of connection. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've traveled quite a bit, but since the technology, even with the radio, is so wonderful to be able to um, get people on Skype or get them where you can talk to them all over the world, I don't need to travel anywhere near as much. I do enjoy <laughs> it, though. I do yeah. enjoy saying, oh, I have to go to Holland to interview somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, traveling, you see, when you travel, it's it's it can either be really stressful if yeah. you take it as stressful, but it can also be an opportunity of getting out of your habitual patterns, it sort of kind of shakes you up a little bit because as human beings, we're very habitual and we, we find comfort in habits. So most people have their regular coffee shop they go to, uh, they watch the same programs every night or, you know, they have their TV series. They More or less, they have a few different foods they eat, but mostly always the same. Same, yeah. The same. So it takes you out of the same sameness and shakes you up and puts you into a different a different state of mind. And at first, it may feel slightly uncomfortable. And sometimes, you know, people say they even feel a bit stressed or they have a few tummy problems. <laughs> but then afterwards... It's something, you know, really surprising does happen. It, it becomes quite an ex enjoyable experience. And it's something that we do encourage people to do, to travel. It does open your mind and it does change your old patterns of behavior. Well, you know, one of the things that I have found is it also shows you different environments so that you can know what kind of environment is the best for your personality as far as relaxation and enjoyment. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting observation. <laughs> well, we just moved by the lake. We were on a ranch for a long time and had a vineyard and orchard. And so it is strange how the last couple of days when I've walked out, because we've only been there a couple of days, the yeah. difference, um, you know, being by water. How And trees. I mean, it's huge trees. On the ranch, we didn't have very many trees except the trees we planted. And um, it is a, you know, a totally different physical and emotional experience being out by the lake. And I, I felt it so immensely in the last couple days. And I thought, you know, it is interesting how different environments feel different ways. Like going to a horse farm or a horse ranch, just the smells um, or the smells of the woods or the smells of the ocean or the smells of the lake, how they really affect your senses and, and your emotional and physical body in so many ways. Well, uh, we have, as, as, as humans, as people, we're made up of water. So water really does, I think water does have a, a special effect on us when we're near it. 
and so do trees and so does nature and you know the serenity and the smells and smells often remind us of childhood so smells have the ability to take us back to a, a specific state of mind that maybe a smell we smelt when we were when we were children or when we were having a particularly good time or a day out or something like that. So they, they are very evocative and they do they do have an influence on us. Very powerful influence. Mm-hmm. Well, I want people to get to know you. And um, I know I talked to you yesterday. I had so much fun on the phone and you guys <laughs> just kept laughing and giggling. And I thought, these are happy people. And, um, and you love to empower people like I do. And so I wanted people to know, I know you have, um, that you're also called the everyday hypnosis cause you have YouTube videos, yes, lots yes. of them. And I know they're appreciated worldwide for their relaxing and therapeutic effects. Mm-hmm. And I am just fascinated because as we listen to you both, you do play off each other very well. You speak together and I know you always work together. And yes. help each other together. Yes. And so um, how how does that work? Well, it works beautifully. Doesn't it? <laughs> we it's would like say, our dream. It's our dream, yes. We would say it's definitely a winning combination um, because we really do have fun when we work together. We really do enjoy being together. We're best friends. And the experience of actually being work colleagues and working together has been extremely empowering for both of us because we do, we, we recharge each other. Yeah, and, cre- and creating a brand together has been really exciting. That's it's been, been like, It's really, been really fun to go from nothing to where we are today. Yeah. And for people to actually, you know, recognize us as the English sisters, we still get a thrill out of it. When we do, we do. You know, if we go to London or if we're in Rome and they say, oh, it's the English sisters. We say, wow. We say, hello. (laughs) We're so excited because we did this, you know, we started it all and it was just like our little dream. And and we, we started visualizing this thing and we really believed in it. And we believed that we would be able to write books together. And when we were very young, when we were just children, we used to we used to sometimes we used to babble about writing little books, and we were both avid readers. But then, you know, it's one of those things you think you do when you're a little child, and then life sort of takes. Well, I think school takes over, and they school they takes say, over. They yeah. say you can't be a writer. That's you're, a good point. Yes, yeah, school it's takes all over. These, all these limiting beliefs and. You know, instead of natu- instead of encouraging the natural creativity of a child, like say our parents might, if our parents read our little story, they'd say, good, great. But then if your parents don't happen to be publishers, like ours weren't, they, didn't, they knew nothing about the publishing business or about business in general. No. They're, they're not there to support and encourage you, whereas if you went to school, in that school they encouraged you to, to release your creativity and be, be what who you are naturally I be who you are naturally if, that's if, it. if school would encourage and just the natural ta- talents just say to each child what do you like doing oh I like this I like that and really yeah. encourage it and, and develop it develop it help the help the children evolve then that would be the most wonderful thing in the world I think but that didn't happen at our schools <laughs> it didn't would, happen at your schools 
No, 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 not at we all. We were told we could never be a writer. We, well, we didn't even, it didn't, to tell you the truth, it, it didn't, didn't even cross our mind. It was just something that was for other people. That's right. Yeah. That were kind of in the in the loop or in the in the know or that had more money than us. Yeah. Or, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't even considered for us. Our mother was a seamstress. Is that how you say it? A seamstress? And seamstress. our father was, a, yeah, and our father was a shoemaker. So, <laughs> we, you know, they had no academic uh, background or, uh, you know, anything to do with writing. So it was, it, was, it was something completely different. But we both had this incredible imagination and we, we lived in our own little fantasy world when we were children. We were extremely close, always used to play together and create these imaginary little stories and and uh, we were so happy weren't we really <laughs> we were so happy with barely with with not that much just by going to parks and sitting down under the trees and having little sandwiches and watching the squirrels playing and just just doing that basically that was just our childhood that sounds wonderful yeah, it was actually. <laughs> One time, our, our parents couldn't afford to make us a uh, to buy us a, like the latest Christmas present, which was this new little pram that we wanted for our dolls. For yeah. our dolls, so our dad went and he made two little wooden prams, and I, we still remember it today. The you know the most fantastic feeling of waking up and seeing these two little prams that were wooden, and we were thinking, but it's not quite like the ones from in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite like the ones from Father Chris. Christmas. But then this curious thing was a little girl who lived up the road that her parents were really well off compared to ours, that she wanted a pram my car. So she would say, you're so lucky your daddy made it. And we were thinking, oh, well, I suppose we are really I lucky. mean, it was a funny pram. It had little wooden wheels. So it was really quite odd, you know what I mean? But yeah, it was, it was, it was, I suppose it was being grateful for what you had and, and enjoying the love that we were surrounded by. We were very fortunate to have a very loving family, so we, that was never, you know, there was always love in the family. It was unconditional. I think the gratitude as well of being grateful to what you had, it taught us gratitude in life and still today we're always really grateful for, for, for the everyday really, just waking up in the morning and being yeah. able to get out of bed and just the basic things like enjoying a wonderful cappuccino or a cup of coffee, these simple pleasures, walking Extremely to a simple, friend, yeah. things that when you go to bed at night, you think, oh, I had a lovely day. And, you know, nothing particularly astounding happens all the time. Sometimes we get lovely, you know, our book published or something, but other days they're just normal days that everybody has. And I think if you appreciate the everyday and appreciate what you do have and create, maybe imagine a life that you would like if there's something missing in your life and you would like to have a better job or something, visualize it throughout the day. I think just that reduces a lot of stress because people put so much pressure on themselves. Mm, they do, yeah. Well, and maybe right now the listeners are imagining being in Rome with you or in Europe as we talk to you and you're describing things that are so wonderful. I know that your parents are fascinating in that one um, was Spanish and one yes. was Hungarian, thus your yes. names Violetta and Judka. That's right. Judka is a Hungarian name and Violetta is a Spanish name. So our parents had, you know, one of one each. <laughs> they had a choice pick with the, the, the languages, with the names. So your mom was a very happy woman? 
She was. She was very happy. She made. She was a delightful person. She made she was, do as well with she, what she had because she grew up. We were just talking about it the other day. She grew up in a. Her her mother was not wealthy, but her aunt was extremely wealthy, and they had a lot of property in Madrid. And so she grew up in a really privileged, um, with a very privileged lifestyle until she was 15. But when she was 15, the civil war came and her aunt died. Well, she, she claims that her aunt was actually poisoned by the lady that looked after her because she wanted her money. And it just sounds like a, you know, one of these nasty fairy tales. But she says that things like that used to happen. She says she, she witnessed that this lady wouldn't give her, her the medicine that she needed because she had a heart condition. So I mean, she she grew up like this with this with this amazing kind of story of living in with all these riches. And then uh, I remember she always used to say, uh, "Money is is you know, money is no good. It just causes argument." And obviously, she was traumatized by this fact that her aunt, in the end, her aunt lost all her money and she died. And um, you know, she she didn't inherit anything, but she she um, she clearly said that she didn't want anything. Yeah, that's right. But she was, you know, with us, as far as we can remember her, she was a lovely. She was very, very grateful. She was always telling us to, you know, say thank you for this and thank you for that. But she, you could see she was filled with gratitude in her every day. Yeah, and when she, when she was older, when she had us, because she had us when she was quite, el- when she was quite elderly, she, she was over 40 and she was very grateful to be able to have children. And I, I always remember she was used to, are you there? I think we just lost them. We were in the middle of a wonderful story about their parents. Um, as you can hear, her, their parents both did pass away. But um, they have wonderful, wonderful stories about their mom, who they call super enthusiastic. And their dad, Hungarian, they described their dad as almost like a Zen master, very calm, very patient. And so I do believe that um, the family taught them gratitude and love and um, a lot of the skills that they naturally came to realize they needed to pass on. And so they done that in this book, Stress-Free in Three Minutes. We will get them back um, and we'll finish with them. But one of the things that you'll find is Violette Violetta and Jutka both know many languages, and their fascination with language and how it affects the brain led them to become qualified in the theory and principles of indirect hypnosis, which a lot of people know today as visualization or relaxation. Um, when When we say visualization, what we mean is just being able to picture, like, Um, close your eyes or imagine a lake or an ocean or a a forest and being able to picture yourself there. So if we choose Rome, where Violetka and Jutka are, and you think of being up in the hills as they are and the sun, and it's like 80 degrees there today, and you picture that and you breathe deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth, and you just picture that. Now, if you're driving, you cannot close your eyes. And so um, that is what we call indirect hypnosis or just visualization. It's a very relaxing state that you bring your body to that helps you feel so much more relaxed. And when you add 
music, as they said, what music does for you, music that you enjoy, um, and that's different for different kinds of people, then you can actually relax even further. And so in their book, Stress-Free in Three Minutes, they give wonderful, helpful tools for you to relieve stress very, very quickly. Um, and so they've also done this for children in their books, Entrancing Tales for Change, um, The Little Sparrow and the Chimney Top, The Little Grasshopper and the Big Ball of Dung, which cracks me up. I haven't read that one yet. And um, then they also have a book about learning English and smiling while you learn because they love languages. And and you can see how easy it is for them growing up with a with two different um, with parents from two different countries, and they spoke two different languages. Though they did say that their dad talked a lot about um, Hungarian, and that called it like a dead language that they only speak it in Hungary, which um, is quite funny to me because they really did want to learn it, and so they did. Uh, but he wasn't as you know, he didn't think it was really necessary. And yet, I don't know how many people you guys know who speak Hungarian. To me, it's really, really cool. So um, their languages and their ability, I think they, they speak four different languages, English, French, German, and Hungarian. And so those languages and learning them made them really want to know more about the brain and how it works, which is um, how they kind of got into all this. And so if you are um, by a computer, I really uh, encourage you to go ahead and pull up their website, um, the English Sisters Zugo, and, and you can do that on Facebook. They have a Facebook, um, and they also have um, a website. So if you just Google the English Sisters, or you pull up their book, which is on Amazon, uh, stress-free in three minutes. And when we get them back, they are actually going to do some exercises with you on how to relax and become stress-free very, very quickly. Um, they wrote their book to their loving parents, Antonia Caro and Janos Zugo, who they say often I've heard them say they loved unconditionally, um, meaning that they felt like there was nothing they could do to lose their love. They might disappoint them or anger them or sadden them, but they still loved them, and they felt that at all times. And their parents really did encourage their creativity to flow, which um, when they talked about what they wish schools would do to really just encourage individual creativity in each child, um, parents can do that very easily by just seeing what's different in each child, seeing the qualities in each child and really encouraging them in that. Now, my mom did that. I was in sports. I mean, I just loved sports. I think I was trying to keep up with my brothers. Um, I don't think that I naturally just uh, would have necessarily done that myself. <laughs> but I always tried to keep up with them because I was the youngest of four brothers and um, fell in love with that. And my mom really encouraged me in all the sports and even in gymnastics. And she often said she thought I might become a coach. Um, and that's kind of what parents do. They take what the kids love and turn it into different possibilities for them in the future. But as the English sister said, 
that can um, definitely depend on the knowledge that the parents have. And I know for me, living here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it is amazing how much um, I see as far as film and publishers and production, just in so many different careers. So for me, it's always so easy when I hear somebody who wants to do something which a lot of people in the world might think is impossible or crazy. Um, I go, wow, that's great. You could do that. And then I talk about how they could do that, which I know they're always so surprised. Really? Because my mom doesn't think I can publish a book. Um, or my mom doesn't, you know, or my dad says I could never be an artist. Um, and yet living near the Dallas area where there's so many artists and there's so many art schools and um, having lived in California, in L.A., in Malibu, um, Ojai, I lived in Ohio. It was a beautiful place. <laughs> um, and, and, and Malibu. I was around actors and just so many people that easily could achieve their dreams. You know, they would just go, yeah, I can be an actor. If you live in L.A., you can say, oh, I can be an actor. Or I can be a producer. or I can be a musician and easily. If you live in Kansas, your parents might not think that. And so it does depend. And the Zugos really – encourage their creativity and and you know that the girls the english sisters loved reading and so their parents really encouraged reading and so um you know the other thing that's fascinating which i want to hear back from them both violetta and judka married when they were very young 18 and 19 and um one went to university and one went to rome <laughs> the one that went to rome fell in love and so uh you know, they decided to marry, and um, Violetta moved to Rome to be with her sister. And so they are still very much in love with their husbands and um, have been married 30 years, I think, almost that. And so we got to hear from them about that, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with the way that they are able to be patient and de-stressed. And so we all want to hear from them about that. And they also have children. One has three. Um, or maybe they have two and two. We got to hear back from them. We're going to get them back right after break. So you guys hold on and we'll have them on the line to hear back. And we'll go through stress reducing exercises and hear more from the English sisters. We will be right back. So hang in there. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Most married men experience frustration because there are things they want from their wives but don't know how to get them. Nothing seems to work. Desires are unfulfilled, fantasies unrealized, and relationships become stagnant. Men are desperate today for a richer, deeper, more satisfying, and intimate marriage. Dr. Jim Slaughter teaches men how to have the passionate, fulfilling marriage they've always wanted. Call 817-991-4964 or email jslaughterphd at yahoo.com to begin transforming your marriage into what you want it to be. 
Mothers and daughters have a unique relationship. There are trying times and loving times. There is joy and there can be heartache. Listen for Communicating from the Heart, the empowered mother-daughter relationship. Your hosts are Elizabeth Lutz along with her daughters, Danielle and Melissa Schoeniker. Come with them as they share an open and honest discussion to help mothers and daughters everywhere strengthen and support their own relationships. Listen Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, guys. I hope that you hung on there because we have the English sisters back. Hi, guys. Hi, we're back. Yeah, sorry about that. There's a terrible thunderstorm out here and the electricity went off. So, but now it's back and we're hoping it's going to stay. Me too. Mm. Well, you know what? I think that I uh, was able to stay stress-free during that time. I was very impressed. I just stayed calm. So I thought, hey, I've learned. In fact, I've been, you know what? I started out this morning very early reading through your stories in your book. Oh. Um, and, you know, I think, honestly, and then I drove here listening to music, as you suggested, yeah. very calmly. And I had quite a drive because we moved out by the lake. So I, I felt very calm today. And I just think that could be because of all the stress-reducing tools that you helped me with. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So did you guys stay calm? We, we did. did. Yeah, we, we did. did. We, we did. thought this is out of our control, so we have to stay calm and just we tried to do everything possible, obviously, to, to get the Wi-Fi to back. To get the Wi-Fi back and make sure the electricity was still on in the house. But, yes, I think, yes, it's a good lesson for people to learn that we learn ourselves, that when something's not in your control, there's no point getting worked up about it. And very often things are not in your control. Yeah. You know, and people tend to get wound up about them all the time. You know, even if you're in traffic, that's not really in your control at all. And yet no, there's so no. many angry drivers and people tend, you know, you get quite stressed if you're in traffic. We always say, you know, when you're in traffic, that's one of the perfect moments to just take a few deep breaths and just really take a look around you and especially if you're in you know if you're not actually driving because you're really stuck then you can really just start being creative and just start thinking about new projects and new things you'd like to do in your life and it's like one of those lucky breaks you get really when you're just sitting there and it's a whole new way about thinking about traffic and quite a few of our clients have actually said you know what when we see traffic we're really happy now 
you know, we're actually quite looking forward to the drive back home because it's our time. We, you know, we've, we've, we've changed their mind about what, what they used to think it was a problem. You know, it can become something that you can actually start looking forwards to because after all the time in the traffic, a moment of your life, they're special minutes that are going past, so you might as well do something creative with those minutes and you can just look outside you can look at the trees or you can look at the other people in the car you know if, if, if that's obviously if you're not driving when you're driving your eyes have to stay focused on the road <laughs> and you know <laughs> even when your eyes first. are focused on the road you can still t- make, use that time to create uh, uh, to, to, to visualize your future, think about things that you'd like to do. If you have a hobby, think about your hobby, think about how you'd like to improve or, you know, your next little project. Just utilize the time, you know. You can utilize Instead it. Instead of you know? utilizing it to worry and think, oh, heck, this traffic's never going to go and you're still utilizing your mind. You're still utilizing your resources in a negative way. Well, yeah, you're always utilizing your mind. You know, you're going to utilize it until you know, the day that, unfortunately, you're not no longer going to be here on the planet it's just about choice you know what are you going to utilize it to you know what what kind of thoughts are you going to to have what kind of thoughts what kind of show are you going to show your mind you know today what are you going to be entertained with because if you I, think about it, yeah well Sorry. one of the uh, oh no problem one of the um things when you get like during that moment when i lost you if what I've learned is if you get very stressed, you can't think as clearly. And yeah. you, it's like if you flood your brain with chemicals of worry and fear and all that, you, you truly cannot think clearly at all. But yeah. if you breathe deeply and you stay calm, you can think very clearly. And, and I know in your book you talk about the feeling relaxed in a natural and comfortable way, that your yeah. natural instincts become heightened and your visualization, your memory, your learning, and your concentration is so much better. Yeah, it is. It's like as if you're working at a hundred percent. Whereas if you're if you're flooded with stress hormones, it's almost as if you have a lobotomy. Your brain just completely shuts down. Yeah, you're not. And really, stress hormones are designed for fight or flight. So you either have to run away or or, or fight or, it. or fight. Or otherwise, stay still and hide. I mean, that's what you freeze. That's yeah. what our natural instincts are. That's what we're, what we're, how we're designed as human beings. And unfortunately, in today's society, we have the stress switch switched on most of the time. So our body is constantly under threat by our own mind, which is what is so incredible because people don't realize it. It's like as if you're injecting a cocktail of harmful drugs into your mind all the time when, you're, when you are stressed or worrying about something. So it really is quite dangerous. So I think, you know, everyone should really learn how to be able to do the opposite and flood their mind with beautiful hormones that you know, endorphins and hormones that actually make you feel good. With a great healthy cocktail, something that's really going to maximize your potential. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, I mean, for people to be in a calm state, that's a natural state to be in. It's, it, we don't always have to be in a state of tension. And tension is not really the natural state that we're in. Um, that we were designed to be in. As as Violetta was saying before, we're designed to be in a natural state. That's how we function at our best. That's how we learn. 
when you learn, you learn when you're in a natural, comfortable, relaxed state of mind. So there you are, going back again to the school system. You know, we would like to encourage anybody that's uh, in a position to teach, you know, to really encourage this kind of... Uh, their students to feel relaxed because it's very, very important to feel relaxed. And, and of course, laughter as well. Laughter is like the glue to all learnings, we say. Yeah, and, and laughter uh, also releases stress. When you laugh, you're releasing a stressful chemical. That's why sometimes children, have you ever seen in teachers, sometimes they tell a child off, they reprimand them, and then the child laughs, and they, the teacher gets even crosser, she gets more angry, or he does. But the, the laughter, laughter is actual a natural response. When we laugh, we, we release these feel-good hormones, actually help us, and they counterbalance these stressful hormones that are actually harming our bodies. Yeah, so it's all about, really, it's all about learning and about becoming aware. Well, and I, I do agree 100% about laughter. And that is funny because people, often if they're nervous, they... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They'll often laugh. And so there are people that don't do that, but and they'll wonder why people are laughing when they're nervous. And I'm like, you know, it talks about that. And in, in the Bible, it talks about a, jo a joyful heart is good medicine. It talks a lot about our mouths are filled with laughter and how healing it is to our bodies. And um, I think people want to know, you know, it's like, um, you know, when it says in Matthew, don't worry about your life talks about not worrying about what you eat or drink or what you wear. It talks about the birds of the field and how God cares for them. People don't know how necessarily to not worry or not be stressed, and they feel they're at the mercy of those stress hormones. And so they hear us, and they're like, well, that sounds great, but <laughs> yeah. how exactly do I do that? And that's what I was hoping you might do for them today is to give them some of those skills. And I know just talking about some of the visualization just, you know, in your mind, um, going to Rome or going to the relaxing places or laughing, and those are all really good. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like what they say. They say our minds can't really tell that much of a difference between something we imagine or visualize or if we're actually doing that thing. So, yes, if the listeners, if, if when they are really stressed, just imagine just stop a minute and imagine, say, that they're drinking their favorite drink and just really close their eyes. If it's coffee or whatever it is, just imagine that they're drinking it and they're savoring it and maybe in the places that they've done that before and the sounds around them and just sort of really sit in their own bodies and enjoy the experience. And they can go back to that. Yes, those are easy things. Um, we So we have, um, I know when I was looking through your book, the stories um, are very um, relaxing. And there's suggestions all through it when I've read these stories, even in visualizing <clears throat> the, the egg timer and the grains of sand. You That's know, I, I was amazed this morning how I was able to really picture that, just the sands on the egg timer <laughs> dropping. And, you know, it's funny. People don't have – I don't know too many people that have um, egg timers anymore. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have the ding, you know. That's, those. Yeah, it's retro egg timer. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, they so, can just they can just imagine the sand going through their toes when they're at the beach or when they're at the lake, the earth beneath their feet. 
it doesn't take long to get into a different kind of um, mental mental state. And also, we like to say that um, tones are something practical that people can do. Is the tones of voice are very important. Mm. It's their own tones of voice and it's the way they're speaking to other people as well. So if they're feeling stressed, they may have a higher pitched tone of voice and they may be speaking quite fast and they may be speaking a little bit like this. And, you know, that that, that is going to... The problem with speaking like that is that they... Not only do other people hear them, but they also listen to themselves. So that sends a message to the brain and it sends a message... To tell it, you know, it tells yourself that you're feeling even more stress. So, what a very simple tip is to simply lower the tone of voice quite noticeably and start speaking a lot slower than you normally would. And even though at first it may sound a little bit strange, what happens is that you automatically start relaxing your own heartbeat. So your own heartbeat is going to start relaxing very quickly as you lower your own tone of voice and you start relaxing and that's that's almost immediate. And so it's very simple but extremely quick thing that, you know, the listeners, I, th- I think, that, you know, most of our clients really benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Tell us a little bit about the kinds of clients that you see and the so that people will know if they could actually, you know, um, benefit from what you offer them. Well, anybody that is, feels stressed will see them. But yes. we do see we do see a lot of uh, businessmen or people that have their own companies as well, startup, startup companies, yeah. people that maybe feel the pressure of working with the team and they feel the responsibility. So it, it's not just about them, but they have the responsibility of the team and also a lot of solo entrepreneurs that are just maybe starting out and feel the responsibility of starting out their own company. And they need to de-stress, but they also need to be inspired and motivated because we do inspire and motivate our clients a lot mm. to get the best. We like to see people achieve their best potential. We don't like to see sort of a person that's just half halfway. halfway. Yeah. yeah, halfway. They're kind of yes, they they're doing they're doing well, but there's certain areas in their life that could be better and they're not exactly, you know, they're not exactly feeling fulfilled and empowered. Yeah, they're not, you know, they're just okay, but there's a big difference from being okay to really blossoming. When you're blossoming, your eyes are shining, you have passion, you're enthusiastic. You're in a completely different state of mind. There is a kind of um, energy or electricity about you that other people feel when they're around you. And that's a kind of, you know, that, that's it's a what, kind of magic. That's it? a, it's a kind of magic, yeah, that, you know, we like to see in people. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, just to see them sort of as if they, they're alive. Yeah, it's because as if life. As if there are infinite possibilities for everybody. It doesn't matter where you were born, who you are, where you come from. Everybody has the possibility of, you know, fulfilling their dreams. It may sound corny or whatever, but that's what we're all here for in the end. We all want to live the most balanced, happier, happiest life possible, I believe. Yeah. We do, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, like one of the things that... I seem to be able 
to sense in people pretty quickly, and it sounds like you guys do too, when someone is not feeling that way or living that way, you can't help but because you know how wonderful it is to have that passion and that energy and that brightness and that, that you want that for them. And so you women can truly see the potential in them and know how to get them there. Well, you can, well, we yes. can tell, we can tell, like we were saying yesterday, we can tell in, in the body language, but also in their language. You see, your language gives a, gives you away yeah. to someone with an expert eye. We've studied language a lot, and the, the kind of words you, you're using can, can really, you know, it can really... It can really, you know, it reveals a lot about how you're feeling. It's impossible for it not to reveal, really. I mean, it's for us, I mean, we can hear things. Yeah, like if someone, the CEO is saying, oh, no, I've got a meeting now with so-and-so, what? Oh, God, I wish I didn't have so many meetings. Instead of saying, yay, I've got a meeting. I'm really well, looking mean, forward to discussing these new ideas in this meeting. Just simple practical tips like this, you know. There's not, it doesn't have to be complicated. No, it's very simple. It's very simple. It's about choosing and doing things that you enjoy doing and really it's learning how to say yes and also learning how to say no. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that people who say, I have to, I have to, I have to, I, I know that I often will say to them, you mean you're choosing that, right? Yeah, or I, or my husband made me, or they, you know, somebody made me, and I, you know, that's really not unless they're children. Uh, I'll look at them and say, "They made you." You mean you you chose to do that? Oh, oh, you know what? Yes. And so you can see the mindset in people, um, whether they're a victim or they're uh, really a conqueror in a way, and they're uh, victorious, and they live life on their own terms as best as you can. As yes. best as you can, because there's always room for learning and there's always, always room for failure. There is no failure. There's only, you can only learn from your failures. So, mm-hmm. yes, do the best you can, how you can, but, but be open to learning how to do new things and to helping yourself as well, because it is important to, to, to give yourself a helping hand. It's very important, yeah. Well, I know that, you know, I do, I talk a lot about John Maxwell's book, um, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. He had lose, but he marked it out and put learn. And and I, I, I've kind of experienced that over the last eight weeks, waiting to move into our house. It has been uh, many, many trials to get there. And I've thought, goodness, what in the world is going on? I don't think I've ever had so many things happen to prevent us from getting where we wanted to go. And I could, and I had people say, oh, you're just not supposed to move there. And I'm like, what? I'm moving there, you know, and I want that. And I, you know, and I think that some, you know, so something's trying to prevent me. I thought, wow, I must have a lot, a lot of powerful things I'm going to do in Azle, Texas, you know, (laughs) because, uh, you know, somebody's trying to keep me away. So I, it's all in how you look at it. I felt like I had a machete just chopping through the weeds and the bushes <laughs> and the woods. And so we're there and it's wonderful. And it's kind of funny because we went to open the storage pods to get our furniture out and we couldn't get them open. And so we had, we were like, okay, it's still going on. And so the pod people came back, got it open and we got everything set up and it is wonderful. And Aww. so that was very stressful. And yet I looked at it at it the way I looked at it and how I interpreted that as something to conquer 
and almost like climbing a mountain. And I was like, it's the end to all that I'm going to get there. And I don't know what's preventing me. It must be something I'm going to do really great or something wonderful instead of what I could have looked at, you know. And so it is often the mindset that you have. And you can tell that in people. And that is very much what coaching is about. And I know what you guys do to give people the skills they need to reach their goals, whatever they are. How would people reach you? Well, they can contact the web. They just Google the English sisters. They'll find us. But we, um, we're we on LinkedIn. We have our, our website, hypnoramblings slash blog, hypnoramblings.com. On Twitter, English sisters, everywhere, really. Google English sisters. Our, our email is English sisters at gmail.com. Well, and on the break, I did, <laughs> I couldn't find <laughs> your actual website because I didn't know the hypno ramblings was yes. hypnoramblings.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. I saw, I knew you were on, guy, you're on all the social media. And yeah. they can email you at English sisters at gmail.com. That's right. That's and so. Is is um so that's the best way to get a hold of you then? Well, that's yeah. the most direct way. They write us an email, English Sisters at gmail dot com. Yes, that's. But really- they can contact us on Twitter. They can if if they follow us, if they send us a message on Twitter and say they listen to to the show and we're we're follow back. You know, we're very we're very accessible online. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to ask about your children's books. I did, you know, when I when you guys got dropped, and I did talk a little bit about just the names of the children's books. What inspired you to write the children's books? Well, we thought children need inspiration as well, and uh, they're based on one is based on there is no failure, only feedback, and I think it's very important for children to learn that. Yeah, that you can always learn from your mistakes. Gosh, that's a great thing to say. No failure, only feedback. Yeah, there is no failure, only feedback. You know, if you if you learn that at a very young age, you're going to be so empowered. You know, a, any little mistake you make, you say, oh, there is no failure, only feedback. You know, that's how our kids grew up, and um, they're very empowered now. I must yeah. say, yeah, they're really... Uh, they are... You can you can really tell the difference. Yeah, and the <laughs> other one, the... the, the the dung beetle one is about modeling, modeling excellence. So you can always learn from a mentor. You can always, you know, you can always model what's excellent in a person. And that's also a good stress tip, actually, because if you are stressed about something, if you think, mm, what would my idol do? Or what would, if you're religious, what would so-and-so do? What you know, you, you can actually think, mm, they would they would do this in this in this situation. And, you know, it can give you a lot of insight because when you're in inside your own head sometimes like what you were saying before it's as if you've had a lobotomy and you can't think straight yeah if you just get outside of yourself and say even pretend that you're your best friend what would my best friend say to me in Mm. in this situation and they would probably say oh don't worry it'll turn out okay yeah it'll be fine you know so if, if you just talk to yourself as if you were your best friend or your idol the person you look up to the person that you're learning from that can be very empowering now that's the little now that's the little grasshopper and the big ball of dung. That's that book you're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> the dung beetle. Well, I was wondering what the big ball of dung was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we chose the dung beetle because dung beetle. Um, you know, he's a he's a jolly little fellow. I mean, and he carries this big ball of dung around, which could be quite, you know, quite a yucky job, but he does it with great dignity and um 
to perfection. Yeah, to perfection. <laughs> and the grasshopper can only learn from him, and he does. And so, you know, it's, it's a good thing, we think, for children to learn that, you know, whatever job you're into, whatever job you do, if you do it with passion, you do it with excellence, you're going uh, to be a master at it. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, whatever you love doing. And, you know, a dung beetle has a very, very, it's very important little one in the, on the planet. And we do believe in uh, lifelong learning. For, for stress reduction because oh, when yes. you're learning something new it's very easy to be stress-free yeah and our clients may say what do you want me to be start <laughs> learning something yeah. I just told you I'm so busy yeah just start learning you know learn Spanish or something like what are you talking about I don't have time but then it's funny enough they may go on and you know actually start learning for example a new language and they they you know, that actually does de-stress them and they come back and they say, my God, you've even given me Spanish to learn now or some other language. But they have fun and, you know, as we were mentioning in the chat we had yesterday, when you learn a different language, you learn a new vocabulary and you learn a new way of expressing yourself. So your emotions have a wider, you have a wider range, you know, so it's, so it's a wonderful way to de-stress. Well, and you did say yesterday on the phone that you can't imagine being stressed while you're talking French or Italian. There's something very relaxing about those <laughs> languages versus you give your dog commands in German. Right? And so I do think that things like that and learning in general changes your brain. And so yeah. if you're stuck... Change your brain. Now, you if you want to learn more about the English sisters, you can go, you can Google them or go to any of the things that we told you about on, the, on this uh, Facebook, the English sisters. You can also go to the radio, my show page at voiceamerica.com to the Living Well Show. And I thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Violetta and Judka, for being on. Thank, thank you. you so much. It's a real honor. And thank you to all your listeners as well. You are so welcome. And everyone out there, have a wonderful day and live well. Take care. Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week.